And yeah, we are we're on. We're going. We're into the podcast. Uh, this is going to be what's up, losers. Uh, this is a bonus episode. Bonus. Pew, pew. I don't have any sound effects. Hang on a second. It's a bonus episode. I always have to. It, this podcast is also about being annoying. Yes. So happy holidays, fuckers. It's about ADHD and being annoying. Uh, yeah, happy holidays. This is a uh, so yeah. I'm gonna put this out after the new year for everyone listening right now. This was recorded in the past. I'm a time traveler from a distant future, but uh, this is a New Year's you resolution. Can say that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I got my buddy Joe here in the stew in the studio. What's up? What's up, Joe here? We're uh, and we're just gonna be talking about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And every, every now and again, I'm going to comment on It's Always Sunny because it's playing in the background. Y'all remember when Mac wanted to get with the trans lady? Yes, I don't know that actress's name, but yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> right now again. Y'all, re- y'all remember how Mac became gay and now it's his only personality trait? Oh, the newer seasons of It's Always Sunny suck. Like the, yeah. like the I mean, it just each character just develops more into themselves, and yeah. it, it becomes this ingrained act. It, it's not even well. That's how like most almost, TV almost expected. Yeah, yeah. That's how like most TV shows go. They but do like, play out like, that. like okay, so like season one kind of rough, but like gives you a rough idea of what we're gonna do. Season two, you season know, season four is probably hard at that point. Yeah, seasons three through seven, I'd say, get progressively better the whole way. There's rarely a bad episode in there. One or two. And then, like, after season seven, seasons eight through 12, like, ramp up and get wild. Like, they get crazy, start trying new experimental shit. Are you shit. talking about Will and Grace? I know you mentioned that. <laughs> I love Will and Grace. <laughs> no, It's Always Sunny. Seasons eight through 12. Oh, okay. You're specifically sunny. Okay. Seasons eight through 12 of It's Always Sunny uh, do some, like, they ramp up. They do some experimental shit. And then they had, like, a little bit of a hiatus, and they came back. Season 13 is all right. Season 14 is all right. Season 15 was, like, the first one that was just flat out, like, bad. There wasn't – I don't think there was, like, a single good episode among the bunch. There were some interesting ideas and, like, interesting uh, premises. But, like, for, like, the last half of the season, they're like, the gang goes to Ireland. But, like, it was actually filmed in California. I mean, at this point, we should be describing each character, but there's no need. Um, for for those of us – and I can't speak for myself because I have watched it – but for those of us that haven't – Watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I guess. You bring the microphone just a little bit closer. Give it a shot. Oh, yeah. No, It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny is, like, one of the funniest shows that ever existed. Again, There's some like comic gold in there. I mean, you can't deny Danny DeVito, number one. Again, seasons one through 12, gold. Uh, season 13, 14, yeah, some, some interesting stuff in there. And if you want to skip season 15, fucking go for it. There's some genius comic minds at work there. Yeah. And then, yeah, Will and Grace just has uh, uh, Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Lots of lots of nights beating off as a teenager is what Will, <laughs> what Will and Grace was. <laughs> like at one point, fucking what's his name? Will he makes fun of Grace. He like says something about uh, a protein supplement growing breast tissue, and then asks her if she wants some. And it's like fuck you. Like she's hot regardless. Like so, just because she doesn't have big boobs, fuck you. Fuck the nineties. Fuck how we used to think about things. Like hot women in the nineties, like all of them, like big tits, no ass. That was a thing. You could not get away with having ass in the '90s if you were if you were a white well if you were any sort of woman, honestly. That's true. The trend did change, I suppose, for what's what's attractive. Everyone likes big butts now. <laughs> MC Hammer said, "I like they made big." It cool. M- MC Hammer said, "I like big butts," and then it still took society 20 years oh, yeah. to come around. It, st- it took society 20 years to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, he's spitting." And then everybody else is like, "Who's just not?" Just asexual people are just like, what are you doing? Well, it's like, like why aren't, why don't you just like them for who they are? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. People pe- having like, okay, so like I understand like individuals having like hangups about sexual proclivities or whatever, but like to put that off on a society because yeah. that's why like society has like weirdnesses about things at large was because at one point there was one guy who was like insecure about something sure sure well look at it this way and he decided to say that god felt that way about everything i mean you can if you want to go the spiritual you know argument 
That's one thing, but organized religion, not spiritual per se. I'll look at it. Look at it as like a ebb and flow, like on a scientific level. Like, think about a pendulum. There's a left side and a right side, and yeah. the middle is. It always right. comes back to center. Yeah. Right. So it's more about following that path, I guess, for lack of better, for developing that argument more. Mm. Yeah, no, that my my only my only point there was just having a problem with like organized religion. I don't have any problem with like spirituality or any sort of thing. Like I th- I think yeah. I think myself I have like a certain type of spirituality even though I don't like practice meditation or anything like that anymore. I think like something there's a guideline you follow. Exactly. So like even though that's like I'm not going to call that a pastime in my life because there's a lot of like even though I don't meditate or do yoga or whatever as much you know, get indulge in the spiritual practices for lack of a better term. Yeah, I s- I th- there's still a lot of tendons and beliefs that I have that guide me as a person from sure. that time in my life. So there's so- something about – I mean, you can call it a moral compass maybe. Yeah. But there's really – I mean, if you really dig into it, right and wrong is more of a mindset. So I was actually thinking about this earlier. I was talking to my girlfriend. Um, I won't get into the specifics of the situation. Sure. But basically I liked one of her friend's pictures on Instagram – her friend is an attractive woman. She knows this. Innocent. Yeah, not. I wouldn't say innocent. It's just like, but like, you know. Still. The circumstances under which I liked her friend's picture were innocent enough. I was trying to show her picture to another friend of mine and be like, hey, bro, my girlfriend's friend is hot, you know. I accidentally liked her picture while doing that. But anyway, so my girlfriend. When did you do that? When, when did this occur? That was last night. What, uh, what were you doing last night? I was hanging out with a friend of mine. I wasn't even drinking. What were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I was no because because of the way I was holding the phone, like instead of showing it was it one to of those. Instead of showing it to him like this, hey, look, she's hot. I did it like this, hey, look, she's hot, and my finger accidentally tapped okay. the screen in the process. Well, I left it because I'm gonna stand. I'm, you know, I'm. Sure. A, I'm not, it would be weird because to me it would be it would okay. it would almost seem like to unlike it would be having a lack of backbone at that point, even though I did yeah, it by no, accident. I, I didn't intend to do it, but even though I did it by accident, I think it would make I think it would mean I have even less backbone. It's a good way. Yeah, okay. If backbone. I tried to delete yeah, no, that I understand what you're saying. For lack of a better term. And then when I told my girlfriend about this, she was like she didn't give a shit first off cuz she's cool. But then she was like it's it's, you know, your your um how you act and how you look about these situations is weird. You have to dig through all that together. I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk unpack. to you more yeah. about the specifics when we're not recording. But basically, like your code or whatever, it's fine to live by a code, but it shouldn't be rigid. It should be liquid. You know. I was just watching like a code. Sh- a code night, shouldn't yes. be a a, sh- a code shouldn't be a cliffside. You know, because cliffs are they're stiff, they're rigid. There's they no move gradually that. over time, yes. but not of not of their own accord. And that erosion. The tide moves in and out. The co- your code yes. that you live your life by should be the tide. That's a very good metaphor. You know, yes, so it's like sometimes you have s- it's like oh, oh being a hi- like, what what if that leads you to being a hypocrite? Well, that's fine. You're a human being. You should contradict and hypocriticize yourself. It's uh, it's all about nailing down what's going on. And, and I was I was yeah. So I'm I still got to take that I still got to take that thought through to its logical conclusion. But like basically like having a code is fine. But it shouldn't be rigid. It should be liquid or something like that. So some people, when when you say code, what I think what you're, I think what most people would respond to more is boundaries, setting boundaries for yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing. Backbone, boundaries. That's yeah. just I think that's what it is. Because sometimes I think to myself like, because like I, I know I have a tendency to not have the most respect for myself but then like when i remember that i do have boundaries and i act on them it's like oh no i do have respect for myself i just don't always i'm not always aware of it because like yeah you're not always put in a situation where you have to think about how much respect for yourself how how much respect you actually have for yourself it's like oh so it's like just because you don't shower for five days doesn't fuck doesn't mean you don't respect yourself it's just i'm not working right now and i don't want to shower for five days (laughs) No, I think I mean personal hygiene is important. Don't get me wrong, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think your people people disregard their brain health. They do exactly their, their mental health. I th- I think people worry too much about like whether or not they're a, a a shitty person or a good person. No, they. I mean a lot of it, living in the moment is awesome. And yeah, it's you have to remember that when you are truly living in your present, you are living in the future. 
And and like I said, with like the being liquid sort of thing, like I feel like morality is like that too. Like it's not black or white; it's gray. Like you don't have to like worry about like exactly. You shouldn't worry about being a good person or being a bad person. No, right. Because like so in comparison, like to translate in in my opinion, it would be you can have really rigid boundaries or you can have really loose boundaries. I mean, if you if you're somebody for anybody that's ever felt codependent before, are mm. high functioning codependent people. It's like those no. are things that they disregard because there's a people pleasing attitude and yeah. you know, all that. So I I will admit I am a codependent person, but having boundaries has helped me operate within that. You know, so like for instance, like when I first moved out of my parents' house, I moved in with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and then like after that, I moved in with I moved in for a uh, 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 friend of a fa- you know a family friend who's renting a room. So I've always had, like, a dependency on other people to some extent. But, again, like, having my own boundaries has helped me, like, you know, define myself within that. Like, I've been paying rent the whole time. It's not like I've been, like, sure. you know, leeching off people or anything. So right. I, I know that I've done what I have to to provide for myself. So I'm not worried about being codependent or if that's anything. Like, it's like I know how, like, I, you You, know, you feel comfortable and strong in your stance. And, and, I, I, and I know I'm not a people pleaser. I just want to make sure everybody's, like, happy because, like, most people I know I consider my friends. Like, like I, I, I'm just like, a, I don't know. I'm an overly empathetic animal. And, like, I just want to, like, you know. I can be. Yeah. The, yeah. The, it, I, I wouldn't even call it, like, people pleasing so much as much as it is, like, I consider myself to be – I consider a lot of people to be my friends. So you're, you're looking at it from a selfless perspective is what you're saying in a sense. I don't, I don't know, about, I don't know okay. about all that. Okay. Yeah. But, like, a, again, like, you know, I just want to make sure – I want to make sure everyone's chilling, you know. I want to make sure everyone's fine because okay. I know I know how I feel sometimes when I'm not, you know. Okay. So, so like, if I'm at a party and there's a bunch of people around, like, yeah, I want to make sure everybody's happy but not from a people-pleasing standpoint because, like, I don't know what they're going home to. I don't know what they're dealing with when they're not around me. Yeah, there's so like there's an experience there that allows you to connect with people on. So what time they do have with me, I don't want their memories or thoughts of me to be bad. Like I want them to have a good time. Sure. And like sure. even if they can't remember anything specific, that's what I want them to remember: a good time. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I feel. But yeah, New Year's resolutions. Moving into the new year. So I feel like the idea of like resolutions is. You shouldn't have resolutions. Yeah, yeah. No, like, you shouldn't have, like, hard line, like, resolutions. Like, um, was this a – was that a Christmas – I didn't know if this is a Christmas episode or not because I saw a shot with lights on a house. Anyway, um, so, yeah, like, putting down resolutions, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to – um, yeah, go yeah, drink that. Tell me. Fuck it. Um – but yeah, having a resolution like, oh, I wanna, I wanna lose weight, like that's a bad resolution to have. Um, <coughs> started reading this book recently. Uh, I don't know. Can I just can I m- mention the author? Yeah, yeah, no, go for it. I don't have his, I don't have his name off the top of my head. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm fine with people mentioning like books and movies and TV shows and authors' names and creatives and artists' names. I'm just like the only thing I really try to avoid is like mentioning brand names too too much. Sure. Not like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm like, uh, because like sometimes like, like even though like nobody listens to this podcast, I don't want to take a chance of somebody like, you know, sending this to Coca-Cola and being like, hey, look, they mentioned your project, your product here. And then it's like a joke about me like being like, in a world where people are born gay and choose to be straight, one man chooses to be gay, you know, because I think that's funny. But Coca-Cola, if I put their name right up set next to that joke, they might sue me. Sure. I don't, I don't know. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was trying to fill the space while you were doing the thing. I appreciate it. I got, I got you right here. The, <laughs> the author's name is James Clear. And this was basically hold the, my – Hold the microphone up to me. This is basically my counter argument to having a New Year's resolution. And uh, it's very simple. It's The book is called Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So, I mean, that, that book's on everybody's – should be on everybody's recommended list. I'm going to break in right here for yeah, a second. Uh, le- I just uh, – there's someone coming to drop off some weed. So when that happens, I'm gonna we're going to pause for a second, okay. and then I'm going to take care of that. Then we're going to come back anyway. All right. So go back to what you're saying. Yeah, um, I haven't uh, – it's very much a self-help book. But um, if you haven't read it, just to give you a brief idea, it's – 
basically about making the smaller changes in your in your daily habits mm. that will slowly increment to it basically what the mindset comes down to is like instead of uh being caught up on an outcome like i want to lose 15 pounds you know this year or i want to whatever whatever the case may be or i want that new relationship or you know i want that job or so and so forth what it comes down to is thinking about not thinking about the outcome but thinking about yourself and what it would take to be the person who lives that life. That's very what that's very much what this book is about. And in everything you do, your micro habits, that's why it's called atomic habits. I've never had <coughs> I've never like had the language to f- think about it like that, but yeah, I'd say I agree with that and probably live my life like that. Um I think like one thing about like, you know, so, um I'm not I don't like I don't mean to like put down self-help as a whole genre because there's a lot of good tenets and ideals in there. But I think some people who indulge in that can be grifters. I think they're trying to make a quick buck off of like people who actually need help or are in a bad situation. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I used to watch a couple of YouTube channels. Sure. Uh, everybody, regardless, everybody dives deep. And <coughs> regardless of that tirade. Right. I just said. Uh, Matt Diavella, he's a minimalist, like, productivity guy, better ideas, another guy who kind of does the same thing, Captain Sinbad, so, like, you know, all these videos are about how to, like, develop habits and, like, you know, yeah, improve yeah. yourself in life, and that's why I write more stuff and do more creative stuff now, because I used to watch their videos, and they would, they would say things like, hey, if you want to be a writer, don't sit down and write for an hour a day right out of the gate, that's not going to happen, sit down and write for a minute a day. Exactly. And that is that was one of the most mind blowing revolutionary things I ever heard. I don't have to do it for like you know, even though I'm 30 years old, I don't have to worry about fucking. I don't have to play guitar for six hours a day. I can play it for 10 minutes a day, right. and that's still fine. So let's say you <coughs> want to play guitar more, right? Always, always. So here's what you do. One of your habits is when you put your guitar up instead of putting it over there by your uh, VHS tapes or books, whatever you got going on. Put it in the middle of the living room floor right next to the coffee table. That's mm. going to make you want to play it more. And yeah. if you want to be more of a musician, then that is a habit that will slowly get ingrained if you continue doing that. And that's kind of uh, that's that's what I'm getting from this book. I haven't enacted anything yet. I'm going to go personal level, but Oh, I think that I think the wee guys here. All right, slow down. Yeah, we'll pause it for a second. And we're back. It's a photo return. Here we are. Feel free to drink. Drink fast. Drink fast. Take one sip. Take one small sip. No, I'm fucking with you. Feel free to keep drinking if you want, man. <laughs> oh, man. To, I be, to be clear, I was putting it down on my own volition. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, there was a quick. I, I started fucking around, and then Joe, like, panicked real quick. And no, I was like, oh, no. well. Did I'm you see that in my eyes? Yeah. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, it looked like you were like, you were like oh, oh, gee, do it. Small sip. <laughs> Good event, yeah. See, there I'm fucking placating to your needs right now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that's fine. That's that's literally what this podcast is about. It's about I the process. Yes. Exactly. Literally, the other night I talked about my therapist appointments concerning my unborn child. So that's what this podcast. You know, the, uh, you ever hear about? So op- yeah, I mean, you feel therapy is important for everyone, even Fuck people yes. who are like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know, I know I was there once. Everyone could use it. Yeah. yeah. Like I was about to say, like I think I said this the other night, like, but like, you ever, you ever, you remember Opie and Anthony? It's like a radio show, two dudes, kind of like just like talking and bullshitting for like four hours a day. Sure. It was on like Sirius XM. Um. Anyway, they had a third guy on there, Jim Norton. Um. And Jim Norton would like sometimes. That name sounds familiar. He's a comedian. You might have seen sure. him on okay, like television right. and stuff like that. Okay. But anyway, like his uh his thing was like sometimes he would just like get a bit too personal when like talking about shit. But like that's because it was like a slow news day, you know. And, like, that's what I like to think of, like, the, this podcast as being, like, you know, like, when I say Friendship Simulator and being about ADHD Melting and all that. even more. Exactly. It's yes. just about dis- being a person, being a human. Yes. Yeah. We're breaking it down. Exactly. So, Access yeah. we were t- granted, people. We were talking about the self-help thing before and that we were talking before the podcast. I was saying that uh, anytime anything bad happens to me in life, Spider-Man 2. I just got to watch that movie. That's good. That's cool. And that works for you. Cry the whole time. From the b- moment the movie starts till it ends, I'm just crying. And then afterwards, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to not to put you off track of your uh, train of thought there, but uh, something I thought you said that was interesting before was um, 
you think that uh, some there might be a, a tendency for people that you know write books or say, hey, I have this course to just kind of be like grifters and. Sure, I feel like there's a lot of that. I feel like it runs rampant, especially, and those, those especially in like the self help community. Not just self help, like but you also get them in like yeah, you know uh, politics and if shit too. If you're trying to be a finance wizard, you know, follow my, you know, do my 15 day, pay 1500 dollars, you know. Yeah, Ty Lopez. Anybody doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, like men, the men, the men, the toxic uh, men self help stuff too. Like, I mean, I listen here, Bucko. What you gotta do is you gotta make your bed. You gotta, and then your dick will grow four inches. If you make your bed, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is like comes to mind when you say oh, like toxic like self help. <laughs> that's where I heard that. Listen, listen here, Bucko. Trans people don't uh, exist. That man, oh, that man gets emotional. If that you wanna, if you emotional. wanna cut your penis off, then you should just kill yourself because you're a Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Everybody, it's like you said. You have to find the the medium ground. Even when people are speaking, you have to kind of get a baseline for what they're actually trying to get across to you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there might be some things you don't agree with them on, some things that you you know wholeheartedly do. But I think intention comes across, like there are some like sometimes people are trying to get things across for the wrong reason. They're trying to like get a point across for the wrong reason. They that's, might not even realize it. That's what sticks with me. You yes. know, like when somebody is doing like a you know when somebody offers a self help course or something. Yeah. I can't help but to be suspicious. It's like, no, you don't need to spend $20 a month on this person's No, there could thing. be somebody out there that's just so broken and drunk on power that that's what they're going to yeah. do with it, you know. But then again, I like I've said before, I have gotten some like stuff from like self-help adjacent stuff that is helped me. It's important me to recognize that though in develop in, as dealing, a person. in dealings with people, yeah. you know, of that nature because you have to they're not looking at anything through through your lens, so you have to forgive them. And when I was younger, people either loved me or hated me because I was just so direct in the way I communicated, and I wasn't necessarily good with dealing with people. I was always good at maybe saying what was on my mind or being direct, but I wasn't always good at handling people. It's funny, you know, people people say, oh, well, I'm on the autism spectrum. Maybe you just say things that people think are out of pocket, but really they're not. That you was know, part I, of I had I had a lot of friends that were like that. I worked with somebody that was like, "Bro, why did you just bring that up and embarrass me right now?" Mm. You know what I mean? Like, why did you say that? I'd say that was part of it, but also as I've gotten older, I've learned a little bit more finesse and how to like, sure. you know, I can bring up. I typically tend to broach tough sob subjects or uncomfortable things with people, things you wouldn't always expect. It's all about part of healthy communication. Exactly, and people kind of know to. They I wouldn't say they know to expect that from me, but like. They they know I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to like be weird or do anything like under. I'm not trying to do any subliminal bullshit. Like if I bring sure. up something uncomfortable and say something about it, I genuinely just want to. You're make not a being joke passive aggressive. You're exa not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if like I make a joke about like fucking all you know people in Hollywood being pedophiles, I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone and say I think mm -hmm. anyone I know is a pedophile. I'm just. Making a making a joke about a shitty situation that yeah. I feel bad I can't do anything about. Yes, so I think, um, you know, making making these micro changes and stuff for myself anyway. Like one of those things is the power of your intention. You know what I mean? Like you might think you're doing something for the right reason, mm. but if you don't really dig into the reasons why you're doing something and you just are writing it off as like, yes, this is what's right. This is what needs to happen in your mind. And you and you're putting up the like almost like a block, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I think I'm too old to care about what the right reasons are anymore. I think I'm just I'm just worried about my reason and whether yeah. or not it serves. Because well, you, you're living in your truth. One thing I learned <coughs> about like one thing I learned that like helps dealing with people is pe like you know like family acquaintances or whatever people you know who just overstep bounds or are just too much or whatever they yeah. have like no sense of respect. Like, uh, you give your parents the key to your house, and, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I heard there was a woman that was speaking about that the other day on a podcast or whatever. Like, uh... And your parents just keep showing up, and you're like, hey, you guys... One th one thing that helps in dealing with people is saying to people, like, when you're aggravated by them, or you just feel like they're out of line or whatever, just say to them, like, is this helping you get what you want? Yeah. When I heard that, I started thinking about that, too. I started imagining saying someone saying that to me. Okay. So I operate... With I operate with the mental framework of somebody is going to ask me if I'm getting what I want, and when they answer, when they 
when, when I come to answer the question, that's I want to be able to say yes. So would you say, in a sense, that's a way of loving yourself? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's like, because like the things that I want are, are like, I, I understand the things I want aren't always good, you know? And sometimes, and, but I don't get hung up on that part. No. As long as I'm, if, if I'm always prepared for somebody to say to me, is this helping you get what you want? No one's ever done that to me. I do that to fucking everybody I know because I'm annoying. <laughs> but like, I'm always prepared for someone to say that to me, though. Uh, there's, there's definitely okay. So it's interesting. Uh, sort of like do, sort of like you know, try to like do like not the opposite of do as I say, not as I do. Trying to like live yeah. by your word. So let me let me uh, let me give you a kind of uh, anecdote on that point. Um, I know these two people who are uh, romantically involved for a long time. One person really is like the annoying one they're the one that is like asking them the tough question and kind of prying into the other person's lives mm. and stuff like that so the you know the other person at the end of the day the other person long term got uncomfortable with it and the relationship did not work out i um i i remember be because i have a tendency of saying to people like to everyone like is this helping you get what you want <laughs> i said that to my girlfriend a That's couple a of times cheeky. I'll yeah. say it's cheeky. I, I've said that to my girlfriend probably a few times. And I remember like we were hanging out with one of her friends one time and she says to her friend, like, imagine you're talking with a man and he says to you, is this helping you get what you want? And then she kind of like, she, yeah, did like a subdued scream. And in that moment, I realized that, like, you know, like I, that's a powerful tool, like being <laughs> able to like being able to like have not only like sure. have the ability to say well, that well, but also think within the con like of what that means and trying to live by with, that with you know? great power comes great responsibility <laughs> am i right and it's not even like i'm and it's not even like i'm trying to put people in their place it's just sometimes no. well it, it's, everybody's it's viewing a great way of throwing people off they think they is. have the upper hand on you no matter how fucking narcissistic or manipulative someone is if you feel like you just had enough of their shit you just say to them, is this helping you get what you want? That's a good way and of looking at it. fucks their day up, man. Yeah. At that point, they're either going to get more mad or they're going to stop talking to you entirely. Either way, whatever they do is not for you. Like, that's for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Also, another one that's a little bit more annoying, a little less cheeky and just more on the annoying side. But, like, you Let's know, you're, you're, at the, you're at the holidays, your family's bothering you, you know, you just be like, Okay. Okay. Okay, mom. Okay, dad. You know, a little passive aggressive. That one's a little bit more pat. That one's a little bit more shitty. Is it's not this not really healthy communication. Is this helping you get what you want? Has a little <laughs> bit more finesse to it. And that's yeah. like, K was the first one I started doing because I couldn't fucking deal with people anymore, and yeah. I needed. So I I couldn't I couldn't keep fighting huh. people. I can't can't keep throwing no, fists. Who wants to be frustrated? People go to court now. The older you get. <laughs> <laughs> So like yeah, so it, was just, it started with K, and then it graduated to is this helping you get what you want? And right. eventually, I'm just going to be an untouchable supersonic. I'm going to have all the <laughs> chaos emeralds of uh, like yeah, let's not go on a <laughs> megalomaniac. Like trip. each little like each little like <laughs> phrase or ideology is just another one of the chaos emeralds, and I'm just sitting there with like fucking super saiyan seven of them eyes rolled back into my head. <laughs> Doctor Strange shit going on. Oh man, dude, the first time Goku went super saiyan. Dude, I saw that next day as at school. I was that kid. I was that kid trying to go Super Saiyan. You know, I remember. I remember Dragon Ball Z. Like it was on Toonami on Comedy Central yep. on the weekends or something like Hosted that. Hosted by that Android like, robot Tom. I never watched it. I I watched like a couple episodes, mm. and I was like, this seems really nice. As I a kid, I was like, wow, this show has a good message. I didn't realize it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, around that. Because part of that same block, they also used to play Sailor Moon and Ronin Warriors. And I think Ronin Warriors was the lead into Dragon Ball Z. I think that one came on. I think Ronin Warriors came on. Was it the same art styler? No, 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 no. Different production companies and artists, you know, just like just anime, you know. If anything, Sailor Moon and Toonami looked more similar to each other than Dragon Ball Z looked. Dragon Ball Z had more of a childish, soft look to it, whereas Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon had a bit more of a – Adult. A little bit of a darker, grittier yeah. adult look to them. Sure, yeah, yeah I know the art style, yeah. 
but yeah, I think I, I, I the when you said something about tsunami, it just reminded me of all that shit. I just I remember that uh, that that was always a good time. Right. And they had that robot Tom, and I remember like they did like once. Yes. They did like a special event thing where Tom died for some reason. <laughs> like they killed the host of their fucking show <laughs> of their anime block and replaced him with Tom Two. I don't remember Tom Two. I think tsunami very quickly either rebranded or did something else after that. But yeah, there was like a storyline. Yeah, what kind of message are they trying to send there? I don't know. There was like a storyline <laughs> in between the shows though. So like the way it was presented was like Tom was like, Hey, what's up? I'm the host of this block of shows. How you doing? So we keep cutting back to him every now and again. Like he was in the studio playing the shows or whatever. Right. And then at one point like the spaceship he was on got taken over by something and he drowned in some black goo. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom too. I don't remember how that happened, but that that's that when you said tsunami, all of a sudden all of that was just unlocked. Oh right, right. And then think about when you're a teenager, you fell asleep on the couch in the living room, but the Cartoon Network was still on, so you woke up to in girl, girl. No wait, wait, wait for it. Nope, Girls Gone Wild commercial, and then Squid <laughs> Squid Billy's at four thirty in the morning. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I used to wake up to the fucking girl, the censored Girls Gone Wild. Fucking, and I, I remember, like... Think about how... F think about that. Like, you were... What? We were probably, like, 13, 14 years... That's and I a very formative year of I remember lives. watching that and being like, Damn, I am gonna see boobs one day. Kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. I am going to look at boobs! <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what it does, I guess. It's just reinforcing... Yeah. Whatever that is. And I can't even help it. Like, like, cause like, I, I'll think to myself, like, you know, do I like, you know, my, my, uh, uh, sexual proclivities, my desires, my tastes, are they actually things that I want or, and like, or is it just because like I grew up with a, with a culture yeah. of movies and television shows telling me yes. that I need to go get all the pussy. Yeah. If we fucking, if we lived all. If we all lived on in the fucking woods in the jungle and had to make our own houses, and would I still want to <laughs> get all the pussy? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody would want to get all of the privates. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's that's the thing of like you know saying like it's like the not not to be like you know we live in a society, but like it, I, I do think a lot of problems. Not that not that we can blame all issues on society but like a lot of problems like are because of the framework of how like a society should work or how our society right. works and shit and, like and that. And that's when you uh, when you try and break down like a moral code of things, moral code of conduct like you have to think people in the jungle walk around naked would somebody that, you know, we go to work with just always be naked and just be oh, well he's mm. naked so that's okay. You know what I mean? Like I was uh my girlfriend was watching Wild Wild Country the other night on Netflix. That's uh the Osho Bogwan fucking documentary. Right. Um, and like, they seemed like they were lovely people in those until they started committing acts of domestic terrorism. But before that, like, they really did, did just seem like a bunch of people, like, not even hippies, just people who just, you know, wanted to meditate and have weird, good intentions, spiritual experiences. Sure. Yeah. And Maybe they, like, take a little too many. They drugs. moved in. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> moved into this place, and I don't know, <laughs> fucking somewhere in the Midwest. Basically, created their own town. It was like yeah, ten thousand yeah. people, and everybody, all the Tales locals, time. all the locals were like, "Oh my God, they're scaring us! Ah, they're, I can't. No, they're degenerates and stuff like that." But it's like, really, they didn't like bother anyone. Like, and to True. me, like, I can't help but think, like, as weird as they are. Like, if that moved into my backyard, I wouldn't give a shit. Look they about didn't it like seem this. like they were bothering people. Think about it like this. I, you know, I, this just, like, came into my brain, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, this cult, like, think about these cults. Like, maybe their whole belief is, like, hey, we believe in reincarnation, and if we all die, we're all going to be reborn with new lives as spiritual warriors for Heaven's our cause. Gate. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, we're all going to fucking wear, uh, what was that, Adidas or Nike shoes or whatever and kill ourselves. Yeah. It, 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 why does it always have to end with killing yourselves? I mean, you can still do stuff in the life you have now. All cults either <laughs> end, all cults end in mass suicide or right. being broken up by the government. Like, they, they don't go any other way. Like, the most successful cult, I think, was the Heaven's Gate people. And that's only because, like, they just killed themselves. They didn't turn into Jonestown or anything like that. Fucking Jonestown. That shit's wild. 
the guy named shit after himself. Like that's a fucking red flag. That's a dead giveaway. Hey, if if you uh, what was his name? Jo- uh, Greg Jones, the Jonestown guy. I don't Not fucking sure. remember. I don't remember. I'm talking about stuff I don't know about, and I don't feel like looking it up right now. So this is this is one of those times when I'm gonna be like, damn, I love being a dumb guy. So let me ask you. I mean, we we've been on the topic of. New Year's resolutions. I know I kind of like like fucked up. On and what's, off. What's your stance? Do you have any? Do you have any personal New Year's resolutions? Uh, I mean, just like you know, January is like kind of like the month of the year where I spend just like uh working on the uh uh the fundamental stuff. You know, like the 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 ideologies and the beliefs and shit like that. And then February is usually what I call Dojo month, where I start like working out. You know, a lot okay. of the time. Is that your is that like your yearly yearly peel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I do, and then like do like dojo season will last from February up until Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I think because Memorial Day is the first is the fr- at the beginning of the summer, right? Because Labor Day is in September. I think that's how it works. Okay. I can never remember how. how are yeah? How are you with like keeping track of like months, days, whatever? Like because I. Now that uh, because of the way my job is like my schedule is whatever I fucking I know want it's it December be, so. I know it's Friday the only reason I know it's right. the seventeenth is because there's a party today. if there's an event yeah yeah sure other than that I could I or don't you have know an appointment or whatever every it's day, a Monday I need every day on my birthday I wake up and forget that it's my birthday I go to sleep on April twenty seventh like it's I my birthday like tomorrow and then I wake up on April twenty eighth like ah fuck mm, what oh this shit again. <laughs> I feel like I always know when it's Monday because I know that's like a day I can do like business commerce stuff if I need to. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Saturday and Sunday are kind of like, you know, I, I know like we're supposed to be getting away. From, I know we're supposed to want to get away from 40 hour work week and such. But, um, you know, having those two days off, having that two day turnaround is kind of nice. It personally, if I was to like have a business or whatever, I would prefer like a three day weekend, three day turnaround. That's how I would run it. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit longer hours. That, yeah, which is fine. But ten hours if it's creative time, I think. Ten that's hours time well spent. Ten hours a day, four hours, a w- four days a week. That is, I would work that. Sure. That's that's so okay. Uh, then again, my position right now is pretty agreeable. I I work maybe eight hours a day at most yeah. most of the time, and uh, I get paid pretty decently for it. Plus, I got some offers coming in now, so I can like I'm in a position to like really like try and make some negotiations happen. Are you trying to ultimately work for yourself? Uh, well, I started doing photography as like a side hustle type thing. Um, I saw that. Maybe like, maybe like one day I'd like to make that like a, you know, I, okay. So like having that be the main thing is kind of mm-hmm. a pipe dream, mm-hmm. but realistically speaking, I think being able to do that four days a week and then working a part-time job three days a week, mm-hmm. that's more than ideal for me. If I still had to work a part-time job in addition to doing the photography thing, that would be fucking perfect. That would be great. Right. Right. I mean, ultimately the goal is to enjoy what you do and yeah. feel financially free. Exactly. Yeah. If I spent 4 days a week fucking taking pictures and videos and fucking going around like doing projects with people and then spent 3 days at a fucking behind a cash register at a gas station, yeah. I'd still be fine with it. Yeah, that. I mean if you I mean uh, there's been this huge push, there's a lot of like the it word in finance is uh uh, passive income and multiple streams of income. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's been huge on the internet um, for probably the past five, maybe longer years. Yeah, that's been a thing people have been talking about a lot, especially since Gary Vee started gaining more traction. Right. There's, like there's a bigger, there's a bigger, um, I guess, rift between uh, finance levels of individuals. Mm. I, I would literally cut off. I would cut off my arms and legs just to be twenty again. You understand? I would have no arms and legs. I wouldn't be able to do anything, but I'd be 20. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Ga- I'm trying to do a Gary V voice, but the problem oh, Gary is... Gary V. The problem is, like... Oh, uh, Gary V. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. His passive income. Like, oh, you can market, sell, you know, sell shit online. Mm. Yeah, which yeah. is, like, what I'm trying to do, but, Collect like, stuff and just Ga- collect stuff you like. Gary V is a bit too big on, like... He'll be, like... Post fucking sixty four pieces of content a day, and it's like no, you do not you need to flood social media. Yeah, but, but then are you living your best life? Like because exactly. you're always recording, you're, it's always on. You always have to be this personality. Maybe you know, maybe some once, mask maybe once there. or twice a day, every other day, yeah. and the people who care will see it. 
That's how the algorithm is designed. You know what? For Gary V, I hope you are just taking care of yourself, dude, at the end of the day. Yeah, his whole thing is like if you post 40 things a day, so one of your followers might see one of those things. And it's like, right. I don't know. Are you losing sleep at night? Like, I don't know if it works I like that, be. man. Because like, <laughs> like, like when I post more consistently as opposed to just posting more, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, well, like when I put stuff up more consistently – the engagement and the reaction to that is way better than if I'm posting all the time. There's there's sort of a self-assurance, self-satisfaction from being able to, like, gain a following online, I guess. Yeah. A presence, you know, a little bit of clout, as, as the kids say. And exactly. And like the only thing I did is, like, all podcasts and dumb comedy shit for my friends anyway. That was the whole idea in the first place. Right. Like, started making all the videos for my family and friends who wanted to pay. Hey, if you guys want to pay attention to me acting like an ass, yeah. I'm doing it here. I mean, <laughs> TV literally showed us reality TV is possible. There's no reason everybody in the world can't do it and market, I know, them, I market themselves. It's like it just it's a free market almost for entertainment. A couple of years ago, there was a uh, series on YouTube. This YouTuber named Jimmy Tatro did like a six episode miniseries called The Real Bro of the Simi Valley. And it was like a reality show parody. And, okay. like, all six episodes were, like, fuck, man. Bun- like, a bunch of guys who, like, live in a house together. And they're, like, oh, fuck. So-and-so's not getting along with so-and-so. Now <laughs> we don't know if we're going to have the kickback, man. And, like, every episode was, like, leading up to fucking the kickback's in jeopardy, man. We don't fucking know if we're having the kickback. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last episode, they have the kickback and everything's fine. <laughs> and, like, I want to do something <laughs> like that. Something that has, like, a uh, like a, like a genre riff or parody okay. going on little niche thing going exactly but it tells a story and it like adds up to something um and That'd like cool. rea- like reality tv is something i find fascinating but like only from <laughs> a purely technical level because the actual content of reality tv is fucking garbage what oh yeah of course it's w- it's junk for your brain one of my favorite reality stuff. tv clips is uh black china her mom tokyo tony is yelling at her and she's so mad she's like I'm about to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. Like, she's so mad. She's so trying to be so loud and perform for the camera that she doesn't even, yeah. like, say the sentence right yeah. now. So she's do you like, think I'm about to get the fuck ASAP. It's interesting <laughs> because um, think about it on the level of surveillance. I mean, you know about that, the, the famous uh, Yale, was it, was it Yale um, prison experiment? Or uh, Stanford, Stanford, right? I've heard of that. Um, the the power that the prison guards got, and you know th- ev- how these seemingly normal people like just ended up abusing and torturing completely other people, and it was all an experiment, right? So it tells a lot about tell, tells us a lot about human nature. And think about when you're constantly you know that you're being surveilled, so you can use th- you can ab- either abuse that power or have that power you know hurt you in some way. And that's a volatile way to live, you know? Mm. It can be, especially in a uh, reality TV situation where you're set up. This is your goal. This is what you have to do to stay in the house, blah, blah, blah. ASAP! After this shit, ready to get the fuck! ASAP! After this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's, that's all. <laughs> oh, that can't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that one more time. <laughs> ready to get the Did she glance at the camera when she said that? No, she glances at at her phone, like in the middle of saying it. So you can tell that, like, it's like a. She got a text right when she's. It's a second. (laughs) Right when she was about. Not even that. It's a second or third (laughs) take. Like here, like hit hit the replay. No, no, no. It's all. It's all. Hit the replay button to watch her. She looks at her phone in the middle of it. (laughs) Oh wait. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to play that one more time. Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> she just like instantly. She glances at her phone so quick. It's like w- I think I think that was a second or third take because that's how they film reality TV. Like somebody will do something, and then they'll be like, "Hey, can we do that again?" But we're gonna do it like this. And then <laughs> like I've seen behind the scenes of reality TV stuff. Like someone will start talking to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're being too loud. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not being loud enough." So I'm sure if if um, a company gives you the venue to conduct your whatever it is. They are going to be able to manipulate your content. Do the, the podcast. The Sorry, I wasn't trying. That's why you know, undersigned artists or you know artists that are just like self, 
self-titled albums and stuff like that. People who aren't signed, who haven't sold out. That's why it's so hard to get inside of the market because they're not signing their lives away. Yeah, I'm not. <coughs> I'll never plan on signing away any of this Million X Girlfriend stuff. This is mine. If anybody wants to give me money for a podcast, sponsor me for a podcast, I've said this before. I want to keep saying it. I'll create a new podcast. I'll do some serialized soap opera garbage. I don't give a fuck. If you're paying me, I'm going to put in as little effort to put in effort. Because, like, if you're getting paid to do a podcast, like, you might as well do it. Yeah. But, like, like I said, this is a personal thing. I'm not going to take money for this. Like, why? why it's for work? you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If I'm, I've been working on, like, this fucking episodic story for a while. If someone wants to pay me to do a podcast, I'm starting a new one. I'm yeah, ready. I mean, maybe you're planting some seeds right now. You never know. I'm ready to do a serialized ra- radio drama or something. <laughs> uh, audio, whatever they call them. I do kind of like uh, miss the days of like radio. Like I only caught like the tail end of that because I'm like sure. I mean, we're so young. We, I mean, being that we're both fresh, kind of freshly in our thirties. I'm two years in. You just turned mm. thirty, right? Like we, our generation kind of grew up through a time where technology was evolving rapidly. I remember a time when you could listen to ABC Six on. And the now radio. it's kind of like everything's more about Rem- being remember online and AI and stuff like that. Remember, you know how in um, you know how in um, in the local area, ABC was Channel Six. Mm. Yes. When I was a kid, you could actually hear the audio for the channel. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- like you could like catch the audio stream of the channel, so you'd hear everything that you'd see on TV. You would just be hearing it instead. So you could whatever shows were on ABC at that time. I think like I don't know, everybody loves Raymond or something or whatever was on it. I used to listen to sitcoms on the radio. Because which, of that channel. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm not gonna say it out loud, but I just came like it's so predictable, and I'm not gonna say anything more. But I got some creative juices flowing right now. In fact, I'm gonna write it down. Do that. You do that. I don't want to give it away. I already gave away the name of my awesome TV show that I'm making. I'm making an awesome TV show. Did I tell you that? No. It sounds like you got a couple uh, projects you're brewing up. Yeah. Well, the TV show is like personal to me. It's about like a, it's it's ba- it's a fictionalized account of a specific time in my life. Yeah. So if anybody wants to give you money for having a podcast, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to give me money for giving them a tattoo, that would be great also. Again, I think the uh, TV show is uh, that's going to be another thing. We're going to film that for zero dollars. We're going to try to make that as cheap as possible. Like oh I was, shit. I was inspired yeah, by like I was inspired by the first season of It's Always Sunny. Like the first season of It's Always Sunny is like primitive. Primitive. Some they some they they had thing. some money going into it because it was like a studio. But I'm confident in this day and age, I could recreate the look of the first season of It's Always Sunny. I'm confident that I have everything I need to do that right now. Okay. So, so I don't think there's I don't think there's any reason. Yeah, I've been working on. It. I'm I'm right into ep- uh, it's a six, it's a six episode thing. I'm into episode three right now. You know, I'm gonna start writing episode four later, and uh, hopefully we're gonna fucking film it next year. I wasn't expecting to have a kid. That's gonna make things a little bit tougher. But this thing's got to be done. This is a project. Mm-hmm. This is finally something I feel like I want to and have to make. Let me ask you a random question. Go um, what would you say to somebody who is like? trying to like hurry up and do something you, you they need to calm down it'll like, happen you know, think, uh, think about like think about like a saying uh you're not supposed to be anywhere you're right where you're supposed to be i think i said gotcha. that to my girlfriend on our first date and she says that to me every now and again she'll like echo that to me interesting yeah i was gonna say like hold your horses yeah <laughs> but saying, yeah that's that's probably <laughs> a more direct way of putting it yeah yeah but like you're doing you're doing fine relax yeah. Like if it if you've been trying and it hasn't happened yet, just chill. <laughs> like if you haven't been trying, there's your answer. Right. That can be hard to take. Life is really fucking simple, I think. And like yeah. Absolutely it is. <laughs> because we have the ability to look at sunsets and get sad about it, like we think life is harder than it needs to be. Granted, again, like you know, we live in a society, but, like, society and capitalism and systems of, like, social order 
do make it a little bit harder to just live life. Mm-hmm. But also, like, divide yourself from that stuff and just think about what you want and what you need and what you need to do to get from day to day and just figure out the simplest way to make it all happen. Yeah. And so the answer is usually right in front of your face half the time. Now, like, I was listening to someone talk. I was watching a video of someone talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie the other night. And they were talking about the TV show. The first six episodes of the TV show looked really good. Then after that, the network bought the TV show and they mass produced it. And the animation quality got significant. Poor. It dropped significantly. Yeah, because they, they were mass producing yeah. it. Well, they were, they were putting fillers in the comics too, not just the food. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but like – so you take that and you translate that to like a life context, you know? You, you figure out what to do, you figure out the right way to do it, and then you figure out the best way you can to mass produce that for yourself. Figure mm-hmm. out a way to internalize that and like, damn it, I, gotta, I, got, I, I knew what I was trying to say before I made the fucking analogy and the analogy fucked me up. Oh, and just like trying to make create a little monopoly situation. Uh, exactly. So yeah. like when you find something that starts working, uh, like take – like there was work. There was things you did that went into that. There was also a lot of luck. So, like, try to catalog what you did, what you acted on, and what how you behaved in what worked. And then try to figure out the best way you can to mass yeah, produce those yeah. results. Trial by error. Yeah, exactly. Trial by error. I mean, yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm constantly good at talking to people and making friends because, like, I know what's worked for me in the past. Right. People are really fucking simple. I walk into a situation where I don't know anyone. If I walk into a group of six people oh, – if I walk outside at a bar into a mm-hmm. circle of six people I don't know – I'm walking away with six new friends. I'm that confident of, in myself about my ability to yeah. communicate and, you know, get results and shit yeah. like that. How important is that to you? Like, I mean, there's people out there that maybe are a little bit more introverted that they don't want a whole lot of friends for every me, time they go out. For me personally, all, all I feel like I have in this life are the connections that I make. Okay. So, you know, even if I don't talk to those six people ever again, mm-hmm. those six people are my friends now. As far as I'm concerned, if I happen to see any one of those people out in the world again, it's like, hey, George, what's up? I met you that one time outside the bar. You were smoking a cigarette. I was saying the dumb shit about the fucking thing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm with it. I mean, for me, like, I don't know. I feel like I've been in a mindset where I'm at a point in my life where I don't need more friends. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I have, I have I have a few close friends. Obviously, I'm glad that I met you. Mm. you know. I wouldn't say I don't need. I wouldn't say I don't need more friends. I'm not always. I'm not always looking for new friends, but I'm not close to the idea of making new friends. Just you know? being open to it. Yeah, no. People at different Same. points in their lives have different experiences. You know, like I remember when I was on my first date with my girlfriend. She was like, you know, she was uh on the verge of turning 23, and nice. I remember like saying to her like. If you had met me when I was 23, like if you were 23 and I was 23 at the same time, you wouldn't be interested in me. Yeah, the I only reason you're interested yeah. in me now is because yeah. of I is because I am where I am. Mm-hmm. And I, that's yeah. that's par for the course, man. S- same thing for like friendships, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'll meet someone in my 40s that I couldn't have been friends with when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 100%. And again, like you're gonna you're gonna end up fucking dying anyway. So like you know, just make the best of what you have. No, yeah, you, have you said there is a there is a finite amount of connections you can make. That's for sure. I have a, I have a lot of fr- I have a lot of friends that are very important to me. Like the last couple last couple nights, I did the podcast with like there's like been like five or six people around. I'd say you know at least five or six people, but I can definitely probably count out at least like maybe like ten to fifteen people who I consider to be like really close. And a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. A couple of years hmm. ago, I only had, like, a few, you know, I still only have, like, a few, two or three best friends or whatever. Right. But I have a whole bunch of friends I consider, like, family who I, like, care about and everything. And, um, you know, like, even though I'm, like, having a kid soon, I, I am going to have my own family now. Like, that doesn't change. But That's I still good. consider these people to be my family, and they're yeah. always invited to, like, be part of my life. Yeah, that's good. That's want. important. Yeah. There's a lot of people that give up on their friends that's and family just, yeah. when they get involved with other people. Hey, babe. We have like six minutes left. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. What's? Oh, yeah. It is that time. Yeah, I know. As soon as we're done with this, I'm taking a shower and shaving. 
my girlfriend doesn't like my facial hair. I, I've been I was doing no <laughs> shave November, and uh, I've just been letting it go because I've been like, who gives a fuck, honestly, you mm-hmm. know? But uh, yeah, yeah, that that party night that I'm going to, all my friends are gonna be there, and I want to like, you know, I want to like have a little bit of a beard, be dapper, on. yeah. Okay. I'm probably gonna stop and buy a new tie. I'm gonna get a white tie. Right. Are you guys doing a Christmas party? Yes. That's nice. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear a black button down shirt with mm-hmm. a Christmas sweater over it and a white tie. Very nice. Black jeans. So we're gonna go like yeah, we're gonna go like <laughs> two thousand ten like emo punk rock. Yeah, oh it. yeah. You got the look, baby. Oh yeah. I <laughs> yeah, dude. I started dressing that way when I was eighteen and I just never, never stopped. Never changed. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Something we share in common. Well, no, no, no. I um no, over the last couple of years, I have started to incorporate more of like a uh, a beach boy style into my Sur- beach. Feeling a little surfy? Yeah, because yeah. I, I like hanging out. You surfing in the USA? What the fuck is the point of wearing all black all the time? You're just trying to prove a point, you know? Like Are I you? Like, I don't know. Am I? I, mean, <laughs> I like wearing a fucking bright ass pink tank top sometimes. You I know? like to wear green. Especially, yeah, there you go. Lime Green's green, a good color for me. Green, that's what we got to do sometimes. <laughs> I got to go out wearing a bright ass pink shirt you got to wear a bright green one and we just got to do something oh wait i'm i already beat you to it we got to be the boys no me that was me and my best friend aaron we i got him like a pink one or something like that we'll go (laughs) we'll go on a double date we'll uh, we'll matching stuff with our uh, with our girl like 80s themed yes me and my girlfriend wear pink you and your girlfriend will wear green we're gonna be the most we're gonna be the most eye-catching people in the dave and busters (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh yes, fluorescent lights. I'll be at I'll be at the ski ball the, yeah, no, throwing the ball overhand. Yeah, isn't there a bunch of black lights in there? It uh there might be black lights. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't is. been in there in a couple of years, honestly. Yeah. Since I used to go there all the time with friends. That was fun. Dave and Buster's. Wow. Yeah. I, I was bad. I was bad at all there. the games. I always got just enough tickets to get a whoopee cushion. Your prize is a fart. Congratulations. <laughs> I was literally just Fuck thinking that. You, oh, my God. And, dude, whoopee cushions never work the way you fucking expect them to. Like you think That's the tr- beauty of them? You think you're going to trick someone into sitting on it and then, like, you well, try to, like, hide it under something, and they sit down and just nothing happens? I definitely did it to my grandpa before. I'm glad I got to share that moment. I used him. to see that. I used to see that <laughs> prank on TV, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get someone with the whoopee cushion. Yeah. Do then people every time even know I what those are anymore? <laughs> no, every time I tried to get someone with a whoopee cushion, it just failed spectacularly. So I was like, damn, life really isn't. I'm really not Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Now, there's a good role model for you. Literally, I've said this before to people. Literally, all I ever wanted to be growing up was Bugs Bunny. That's all I cared about. Like, if y- if, y- if anyone wonders why I do anything I do, I'm just trying to channel the spirit of Bugs Bunny or Deadpool. That's nice. I like that. Like, little little chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Cause uh, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny's thing was so simple. He's chilling and he's just trying to have a good time. Someone fucks with him, so he starts fucking with them for the next eleven minutes. Mm. If you hadn't have fucked with him, he would have. Le- he you he never would have bothered you, <laughs> but because you had to go and fuck with him, that's that's your day now. <laughs> your day is being fucked with by Bugs Bunny, <laughs> and I just I have so much respect for that. Like he just he all he all he wanted to do was just chill. The moment you fucked with him, your your life was about to just become the most annoying thing you've ever known. As punishment. I don't even know if it was always as punishment. You just you subjected yourself to the bugs. Yeah, I guess. Shouldn't, shouldn't have done I mean, that. I mean, w- I feel like in most situations with Bugs Bunny, he was probably defending himself. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it is, yeah, Bugs Bunny is very much like fuck around, find out energy. Yes, that, uh, that's perfect. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't looking for trouble. In fact, yep. if anything, he was very much staying away from the trouble. Staying in his lane. And trouble came and found him. Mm-hmm. And thought and you know it it's like it, it's like if uh if uh He wouldn't go out and oh, there was probably a skit where it was Elmer Fudd season and he went out shooting Elmer Fudds and found him. Like the sign. I would hope yeah, it's, it's well, out there. Like, he repainted the sign with Elmer Fudd's face. Each one of those characters, like, each one of those episodes, like, because they produced them, like, you know, so, like, often, like, because it was, like, older, mm-hmm. and, like, they didn't have, like, they, they, because they were trying to make as much as they could, um, each of those characters had a very specific, like, story type that was in each episode. So mm-hmm. every time you saw a Looney Tunes episode about Daffy Duck, it was about how Daffy Duck was an asshole. 
Like Daffy Duck was always <laughs> the, he was the bad guy in every one of his every episode about Daffy Duck was about Daffy Duck being a fucking asshole. He's a Scorpio. Oh yeah, Scorpio. that's why he was always getting his fucking <laughs> face blown off and his beak turned around because he didn't know when to just shut his fucking yeah. mouth. Yep, that's funny because if I had to <laughs> if I had to pick my favorite one, like I like Bugs Bunny, but. I think I like Daffy Duck. I liked best. Daffy as a kid because Daffy was a fucking loudmouth. But yeah. as an adult, as an adult, I realized Daffy fucking he talks himself into some bad situations. Yeah, he gets his beak blown out. <laughs> Whereas like Bugs, Bugs is literally the op- he, the entire opposite. He's like he's content to he's cool leave it. alone and be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Oh yeah. Well, on that we're at one hour exactly. Okay. So. Yeah, this is a uh, New Year's resolutions. I realize we didn't probably talk about resolutions so much, but that's all right because it's not about it's that's not what the episode's about. It's just a framework to hang the 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 fr- it's the framework to hang the rest of the stuff off to. Absolutely. Also, I like drinking. <laughs> Babe, I did a couple and shots. I'm taking I lied. a break this year. I li- I did a couple shots. I lied. <laughs> I lied on the podcast. <laughs> I I'm apologizing on the podcast. Anyway. Uh, Joe, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Good man. Seeing you Wait, again. can I plug? Can I plug? Yeah, I was about to say, feel free to plug your thing real quick. I should have done that in a different order, but whatever. It's all good. Hey, guys, Joe, Joe Vicente here. You might know who I am. Um, I do tattoos, so hit me up. Check out my stuff. You can find me at Joey Vicente Tattoo on Instagram. And, um, yeah, let me know if you want to get some work done. I'm down for it. Happy New Year. I hope if you have a resolution, it works for you. I hope you uh, guys got something out of that. Peace. I couldn't help myself. Peace. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Call Call your mother.